This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. Taiwan recorded five domestic cases of COVID-19 on Tuesday and 40 imported ones. Taiwan's government is confident in its COVID prevention measures. And as more people get their booster shots, the country will begin relaxing COVID restrictions. Bing Wang reports. Starting Tuesday, these people at the cinema in Taiwan's capital of Taipei will be able to enjoy a popcorn with their movie. It's a part of a citywide easing of COVID restrictions, which have been in place since the start of the month. Taipei's mayor believes the city has transmissions under control. In addition to eating in cinemas, crowd limits at social education venues will be lifted. These places include the Taipei Zoo, museums, and senior learning centers. Taiwan is also planning to change quarantine rules for people entering the country. Health Minister Chen Zizong says this could happen next month. The country's borders have been closed since March 2020, but to help with business development, the government will soon allow business travelers back in. The entry ban on migrant workers from Vietnam and the Philippines will also be removed. Previously, only migrant workers from Thailand and Indonesia were permitted to enter Taiwan. With COVID cases under control and more than 75% of the population fully vaccinated, health officials are easing restrictions, confident that Taiwan can contain any future outbreaks. James Raynor and Bing Wong for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan's domestically produced COVID-19 vaccine Medigen has received emergency use authorization in Paraguay after the unblinding of a clinical trial conducted in the South American country. The trial found that Medigen generated an average of 3.7 times as many neutralizing antibodies as the AstraZeneca vaccine, with no serious adverse reactions reported. Paraguay joins Taiwan as the only nations to have granted the Medigen vaccine emergency approval, although it is accepted for travel into several other countries. Medigen is also being treated, tested as part of the World Health Organization's Phase 3 solidarity trial, which may see the vaccine gain wider approval. A satellite jointly developed by Taiwan, India, Singapore and the United States was launched from a space center in eastern India on Monday. InspireSat-1 successfully began transmitting signals after leaving its carrier rocket and entering the Earth's orbit. The team behind the satellite says it will help scientists understand more about the Earth's upper atmosphere. Taiwan hopes to become an important contributor to future space programs, according to the country's Ministry of Science and technology. Behind by about 200. Tuesday is the Lantern Festival, which marks the end of the Lunar New Year celebrations. In Taiwan's Ponghu Islands, the festivities are being marked by some unusual turtles, as Louise Watt reports. A turtle made of gold bricks. On Ponghu, the Lantern Festival is a chance to get creative. Temples make turtles for peace and good fortune, and people come to pray for blessings in the new lunar year. People also come to ask the gods for answers using moon blocks, and if they fall in a particular formation, they get to take something home from this gold brick turtle. This year, turtles were made from rice, 
and solar panels. One temple splashed out and made a turtle out of Ferrero Rocher chocolates. Less extravagant but no less cute are these turtles made from brown sugar cakes and pineapple buns. Penghu's Lantern Festival celebrations are on all this week, and it's hoped that through the folk custom of praying to turtles, everyone will have a good year. Patrick Chen and Louise Watt for Taiwan Plus. Beef and dairy produce from Lithuania could be coming to stores in Taiwan. China banned several imports from the European country last week, including beef, dairy and beer. Beijing's decision comes after Lithuania allowed Taiwan to open a representative office under the name Taiwanese in its capital Vilnius last year. Lithuania has applied for these goods to be sold in Taiwan. Instead, and the Ministry of Foreign Affairs has received these requests. Taiwan's status as one of the freest countries in Asia makes it a haven for dissident communities fearing persecution in authoritarian countries such as China. Among them is the local Tibetan community, which is holding a series of bike rides to commemorate the 63rd anniversary of the Tibetan uprising. Our partners at Radio Taiwan International have the story. Cloaked in the Tibetan flag, these riders are part of a Cycling for a Free Tibet campaign leading up to the 63rd anniversary of Tibetan Uprising Day on March 10th. During the uprising, Tibetans came together in mass protests against China's military rule. But the rebellion was unsuccessful and Beijing remains in control of the region over 70 years after its invasion. The campaign kicked off on February 9th. These riders braved the rain as they cycled from Taipei's 228 Peace Park to the legislature building for a press conference. They say their campaign is aimed at Chinese tourists and students in Taiwan. Four more Cycling for a Free Tibet events are coming up in Taipei on February 16th and 23rd and March 2nd and 9th. Kaohsiung will host an event on March 6th, followed by Taizong on March 12th. Independent lawmaker Freddie Lim and new party power legislator Chou Xianzi say they support Tibet's liberation. They are also calling on lawmakers to revise Taiwan's refugee policies so that people who are fleeing oppressive regimes can find a safe haven in Taiwan. As for the cycling campaign, these riders say they're willing to ride through rain or shine to spread their message across the country. A Kremlin spokesperson has said Russian President Vladimir Putin is willing to negotiate with Western leaders amid fears that Russia plans to invade Ukraine this week. All parties are calling for dialogue, but as James Chater reports, military buildup and drills from both Russia and NATO countries are continuing unabated. In the U.S. state of North Carolina, U.S. paratroopers prepare to deploy to Poland. These troops are among some 5,000 soldiers the U.S. Defense Department is sending to the Eastern European country as fears of an imminent Russian invasion of Ukraine continue to circulate. We train every day and we're prepared to take on any challenge. The U.S. maintains that a Russian invasion of Ukraine could begin as soon as Wednesday. In response, the U.S. has closed its embassy in the Ukrainian capital and called for all Americans to leave Belarus. Belarus neighbors Ukraine and is Russia's closest ally in Europe. But despite concerns that Washington lacks proof a Russian invasion looms, U.S. officials remain steadfast in their position. We are basing our assessment on what we are seeing on the ground with our own eyes. 
which is a continued and unprovoked Russian buildup on the border with Ukraine and no accompanying evidence of de-escalation. More than 100,000 Russian troops are at the border with Ukraine. Leaders in Moscow have denied they are planning an invasion, but they have said they could take unspecified action unless NATO agrees not to admit Ukraine. NATO and the US have rejected those demands. But amid the diplomatic stalemate, military exercises on both sides continue. Russian Su-30 fighter jets held patrol drills on Monday over the border between Russia and Belarus. And that's on the same day a US aircraft carrier stopped in Croatia after completing exercises with NATO allies. The military manoeuvres come as global leaders implore all sides to prioritise dialogue. Abandoning diplomacy for confrontation is not a step over a line, it is a dive over a cliff. In short, my appeal is this, do not fail the cause of peace. On the streets of Ukraine, a seeming calm. The Ukrainian president has announced a national day of unity for Wednesday, the same day the US says an invasion of the country could begin. Klein Wong and James Shater for Taiwan Plus. A team from the International Atomic Energy Agency is starting inspections at Japan's wrecked Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant on Tuesday. Japan plans to discharge treated radioactive water from the facility into the ocean. Task Force members will observe how the treated water is handled at the plant, located 220 kilometers northeast of the capital, Tokyo. The water is being stored in about 1,000 tanks, which are expected to reach their capacity of one point. 37 million metric tons later this year. Last April, Japan announced a plan to discharge the contaminated water in stages after treatment and dilution, starting around spring of 2023. The decision is fiercely opposed by fishermen and locals, who worry about further damage to the reputation of their agriculture and fishing products. China and South Korea have also voiced protests. But the International Atomic Energy Agency says the discharge will meet international safety standards and won't harm public health or the environment. The work of the task force will also demonstrate that the IAEA review is carried out in an objective, credible and science-based manner and help send a message of transparency and confidence to the people in Japan and beyond. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.